Hello, hello! Another episode of In The Good Company podcast. Anya here. Um, such a pleasure today talking to Stephanie Sherry, CEO and founder of Lightbeam TV. Um, such an interesting company. Um, Stephanie shares how um, she came up with the idea and why um, she created it. We talked about what does it mean these days, um, women supporting women, and what is uh, Stephanie's uh, experience with that. We talk about... Um, becoming a mom as a more mature woman and as usual uh, Stephanie is sharing her childhood experiences and uh, inspiration and tips uh, um, that help her in life um, currently so I hope you enjoy it and also <laughs> we have an additional guest in the background um, we got a new cat and he decided to join me on this podcast episode so um, apologies for for additional guests but I really hope you'll enjoy my conversation with Stephanie and uh, you as usual you'll get inspired and and learn something new um, enjoy hello welcome Stephanie Sherry's um, welcome to the in the good company podcast I'm so excited to have you here and Thank you. And um, share with everyone a story of your of what you are doing, your amazing company, Lightbeam TV, um, and chat about some a uh, few other things along the way. <laughs> well, it's such a pleasure to be here, and um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about Lightbeam. It's a new company, it's a, you know, a media startup. We launched in April of this year. And Wait, it was 2021. Of yeah, we launched in oh my 2021. Gosh, I didn't. I, for some reason, I was. I thought it's last year. Yeah. Well, we were hatching it. We were conceiving mm-hmm. of it and planning and and getting ready last year, um, which obviously was a crazy year. And I recruited my entire team through Zoom, and we have an awesome team and um, just you know a great. Uh, you know, just a great spirit with everyone working toward um, a mission that we're really proud of. And that mission is putting content out there. We call it hope scrolling in a world of doom scrolling where yes. everyone wakes up every day and you might be looking at the news and, you know, more often than not, news is defined by stuff that can depress you and and, and and, um, you know, set you on a path for your day, um, feeling a lot of negative and fear and anxiety. And, and uh, we wanted to be an oasis to that and, and offer content um, that would provide hope and motivation and inspiration and set you on a path for a day where you can be just a little more aware about how you contribute to society, hopefully, um, spur you, you know, push you a little bit to, to do similar pro-social things. And pro-social is really just a a psychology term for doing something without expecting anything from, you know, from the world, you know, without any, any return on your goodness. Um, So that's what Lightbeam is. We have wonderful films made by diverse filmmakers from around the globe. You can subscribe at lightbeam.tv. And you can get it on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Really, uh, you can get it from our website, our newsletter, and you will be served up an incredible film 
and we call them beamers, people that are shining a light on the world and making the world a better place. Um, and we like to encourage people to be a beamer. And each film is really a portrait of an amazing person. It'll make you feel great. And it'll make you, um, you know, feel inspired to be, you know, like that kind of person in your own life, whatever that means. Um, so I, I started working on Lightbeam when I was on maternity leave. So well, in 2019, I had a baby at a crazy old age. <laughs> but listen, I wanted to, I would like to reframe it, actually. Why would you say that you were like crazy old? This is the time when you, you know, it's maybe older than average, average, but I think we are changing paradigms in a lot of um, areas of our life. And how we talk about it is also important. So I think you were just more mature woman who decided, who focused on her career for a long time and then decided right. to have a baby, you know? Maybe it's not as average, but you right. are not average. <laughs> I appreciate so you. So how old were you? Well, I was a few months away from my 47th birthday when I had my my miracle child. And I think you're right. I mean, I uh, I live in New York City. Yeah. I think when you're in this international cosmopolitan kind of framework, you're you're thinking about the world very differently than if you were in your little ho hometown where everyone right. is, you know, <laughs> having kids in their 20s. So I, you know, traveled the world. I had a, a really um, exciting and fulfilling career. I still do. But it, it involved a lot of travel and it just wasn't, um, it's like when people say, I can't, you know, I can't, I, I can't have a dog or a pet because I can't, you know, yeah. actually manage that in my life. Not that I'm equipped, you know, equating a child with a pet, but it just yeah. wasn't something that was feasible with my life, lifestyle. And I also, um, you know, didn't feel like I, I had that stability emotionally to be, you know, an amazing parent until my 40s and yeah. you know and I think it's actually it very a matter of trying to make it work yeah <laughs> and I think it's actually very responsible and thoughtful of you then you know uh thinking of uh being more mature it, it's just that you you really thought it through and and did, did made a conscious decision you know to have a baby later um I yeah. love that um so yeah I, uh, Lightbeam TV, you started, you told us, so it's like a platform and we can find all kinds of movies, inspiring movies. There's stories of people. Um, I just want to put a warning out there. If you go to and start watching those movies, there will be tears. <laughs> I, I told you before in my email, I was like, I was crying. I was watching this story about the teacher, music teacher about the cook school in the, I have yeah. chills now, about the cook school in the prison, um, about this woman picking trash, like every single story, it's just tears. They are just so well put together and such a beautiful stories of regular people doing incredible, inspiring and world-bearing things. So how this whole idea, because you told us you had a baby and you launched this baby, how this whole idea started, what, what is your why there? Like where, why did you, you have amazing career, C-suite uh, executive in many um, TV and digital production companies, how this came about and, and how did you start it? Besides why you also had a baby? <laughs> no, I, I mean, obviously when you have a baby, you have a lot of time, you know, you're up crazy hours and 
Um, I knew I was very eager to to reset after I had, you know, a child. It's just like a new chapter of my life, not only to be a parent and and to be present, not travel everywhere. So I knew I I wanted that, but I looked at I really looked at the world around me and it had been really sad to me that you know people had gone into their corners like us versus them and you're different than me and um and i mean this completely apolitically it's just more a matter of the dynamics of the the world made me sad for for my daughter you know she was going to grow up in this world i call it tribalism where you're in your little tribe and you feel like very you know connected to we're this and you're not um so that just prompted me to do a little bit of um research and study so i looked mm -hmm. into brain science and i've been in the media world for over 25 years i love media i think the power of the moving image to inspire to put you in a place and time to open your minds like it is incredibly um powerful as a medium and i had been in that world for you know many years but more for entertainment you know making more eyeballs yeah. more money and so i started to think about what is the purpose of media and looking into you know the research i found that when you watch someone we call it moral excellence when we watch someone do something that's really great you know serving others helping people um, it is, it's the equivalent of when you say, if you play tennis with someone who's better than you, it, it ups your game. Yeah. It actually, um, scientifically makes you feel better. So oxytocin is a, it's actually when you, when you have a baby, a lot of oxytocin gets secreted. It's like a happy, happy, um, hormone. And so when you watch these films, oxytocin gets secreted cortisol, which is, you know, something you don't want reduces. And so you're already feeling better. So we think that our content is like green juice for the soul. It makes you feel better. It's like how you feel when you go for a run, the endorphins are flowing. But more importantly, this idea of wanting to be like the people that we profile. Yes, you might not be the music teacher helping kids that have gone through trauma, but you watch that film, you're moved by what you see. And you say, what can I do in my, you know, in my little world, in, in my hometown or, or, the, or the, the high school that my kids go to, or, you know, whatever is in my purview, there is an opportunity to give back and to help others. So we wanted to create a company that was going to be a really awesome, successful media company, but there is going to be this sort of, you know, underlying public benefit of getting more people to do acts of kindness. So we call it the social contagion, just like you have a, yeah. you know, we, we don't want to talk about contagious, you know, diseases in this day and age, but we, we it's a positive um, contagious disease where we, well, not a disease, positive, you know, uh, proliferation of goodness and kindness and compassion. And that's what Lightbeam um, sets out to do. And, um, we're seeing people come, you know, every day for that little dose, like you said, maybe tears, maybe smiles, um, but always but those are good tears. Let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> always are... inspiration. Yes. Yeah. I love that story, you know, and you know, also my story, we, I think we share that idea of, 
um, that there, and, and I, I, I also did a little bit uh, research of kindness doing my project and it's just such an incredible power and we have such a, uh, responsibility to bring to to balance this uh, media world with some better news more positive news and i'm sorry my cat just came in in the middle of the pandemic we also got a cat yesterday <laughs> so oh, you I'm have sorry. a new kitty oh that's so that's lovely. i don't know why he's in this room i'm sorry um, but uh, so we will just have a cat in the background <laughs> which is great uh, always something uh, but I love the story and it's just more than important than ever to share those stories and 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 bring them to the surface and like you said they're just so healthy for us you know we are bombarded every day with so much negativity and I'm not saying about you know media be, being um uh you know emphasizing which I think sometimes they do, but as it is, world between pandemic and and uh, issues that we are dealing uh, with, uh, it, it's just tough right now. So uh, more important than ever. Um, so tell me what's next. What is your vision for Lightbeam TV? Uh, the, the projects you are doing, guys, are amazing. The videos, the movies, uh, I, I, I really encourage, and I will obviously link it here. Uh, for everyone to watch but what is your vision for it what would you like to, where would you like it to go how would you like it uh, to to uh, evolve and I know that there's also opportunity for companies to work with you and partner with you guys which I love yeah. I I'm a huge proponent that you can also make money when you are doing a great and good things so I think that's right under under this umbrella but what, what is your vision for it what where would you like it to go if you okay, want to share while it, I'm talking about my like... vision I think you need to scoop up the kitty and give the kitty a big hug I so. can because it's <laughs> so. just... Yeah, uh, I can yeah. hear and, and he yeah. wants attention. I, I know that I've had it's, Zoom calls with my my two-year-old and I know that, you know, at, at a certain point you just need to give the little I, one I'm a trying, hug. But he's also uh, literally two days with us. So he is not really like, you know, used to people. Comfortable so yet, he, yeah. Yeah, so he doesn't even want to come to me now. So I'm sorry for that. But listen, it is what it is. We have to roll with it. Do you remember this video of yes. this guy in British TV? Who just, oh like, yes, yes. A kid storm. <laughs> I've had I a think, few of those with her like coming yeah, into the frame and grabbing yeah. mommy's hair and all that. Yeah, um, so what but is to answer vision? your question, we we see huge things for Lightbeam. Right now, you know, what you're what you're watching, they're they're short films, um, you know, two minutes. They're meant to be consumed in between meetings again like when you are doom scrolling we want hope in your in your feed so it's very, very mobile centric in our thinking yeah. right now but we want to be a big media company we think you know think of us as netflix for good but yeah. we are never going to charge it'll always yeah. be free because you know our content um you know we we are a social enterprise so we will make money and you made a really good point that we are, you know, we're not a nonprofit. We work with brands, but brands need to stand for something before they sell something. It just, mm -hmm. it's there, there no longer is an opportunity to just, you know, like move sneakers without having um, a, like a mission or, or, or values or a purpose. And we work with brands that want to, um, telegraph their purpose, you know, amplify it. We help them do so um, through storytelling. And there are lots of other ways for brands to do good in the world. So we're just one. 
but mm-hmm. I, you know, that's the world that I know very well. It's telling stories, the power of um, harnessing ideas and telling them beautifully. And we get to work with amazing filmmakers. So I think that Lightbeam will sit on your TV one day, you know, as a tile in your Apple TV menu. And you'll be able to say, you know what, tonight, I'm going to have a bubble bath, I'm going to have green tea, and I'm just going to watch all this amazing, positive stuff. And I'm going to click on my Lightbeam TV app and lean back. And so that's where we will go. Yeah. And increase my serotonin and uh, get inspired. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, Stephanie, I, we also, when we were, you know, talking about talking here uh, uh, on this podcast, we kind of touch um, the subject I, I want to talk to you about uh, because you have such an gr- amazing experience in, in such a high level uh, positions and great companies and media world. And um, there's something on my mind for like many, many months now as all these changes are rolling up, societal changes, and we are going through so many changes when it comes to, to our um, rules of our society. Um, a subject of woman, women supporting women. It's such a hype now. We're all talking about that we should support um, together uh, each other. And I know, you know, along my, uh, the way in my career, I met a lot of women that I look up to still that are very, were always very helpful, supportive. But I also met some women that were on the other side of the, <laughs> of the spectrum. And what, what are your thoughts about it? Like, what does it really mean and how we can really, you know, you with your great experience, uh, how we can really make it happen? Because I almost feel like we need to still regroup when our women camp and look at each other yeah. and see, do we really support each other? Is it really so or how we can do it better? You know, how we can switch from this competitiveness, which may comes from, you know, all their uh, past uh, past times when women had to really step up and, and compete with men and men's world. And, and maybe that's, that competitiveness comes from, uh, from there. But what are your thoughts? Like, what are your thoughts about how we can do it better and, and what, how we can make changes? Uh, because like I said, there's a lot of women who are very supportive, but there's still, I feel like, a little bit of this cleanup to do in our camp. Uh, that was very delicately um, worded and I feel feel like I I come I mean everyone comes from an experience right like your lens is through the people you've met and you know you can kind of go through a very different cycle of experiences than someone else and they're all true my significant other always says that like women are their worst enemies they tear each other down as you know like you know they're red painted nails clawing at each other. I haven't experienced that. I really haven't, but I know a lot of people who have that have, Mm -hmm. that have had really um, deflating and demoralizing experiences at the hands of other women where they, they expected a, you know, a handout and they, and they got the opposite um, not a handout, but just, you know, yeah, someone helping them up, I guess, is the, is the, the better metaphor. Um, yeah, so I, I, I didn't experience it, but I had more men mentors than female mentors, because that's just the world that, you know, my 
my own professional trajectory presented me. You know, my bosses were male um, and they were very supportive. They obviously, you know, appreciated mm -hmm. my work and shepherded me, you know, up the right. ladder. So, um, so I, that I, I use that as a caveat to say that I just didn't have a lot of female yeah. um, bosses or people, you know, in, um, you know, positions above me. But it was interesting to me that my, my partner in Lightbeam asked me yesterday, like, who are your, who do you, who do you look up to? Like, who are the mentors in the media-based kind of technology world? Um, and I started to think about like Snap, Twitter, Facebook, like they're all run by men. They're really, I mean, I used Bumble, the woman who yes. just, you know, obviously made it public and is a newly minted billionaire. And she had a, a little baby when she was striking the NASDAQ bell and all that good stuff. But in our space, which is like, you know, yeah. Netflix is run by a man and same with, you know, Hulu and Time Warner, there are not a lot of female leaders. Sherry Lansing, who's in Hollywood, certainly is a, is a Titan. Um, but I just, yeah, I think there's, there's always going to be both the glass ceiling mm -hmm. that, that we have to grapple with. And the, I think not only the obligation, but really the honor of mentoring young women. So within the Lightbeam team, we have a lot of, I mean, amazing, super talented, like I bow to them and we have a great, we, we're a female centric um, company, mostly because that's where just, when I was hiring talent, it, that's what presented itself. And yeah. I'm really happy about that because as a female CEO, I love the fact that we have, um, you know, awesome, in incredibly talented women that are working with us. And I feel like that's, you know, again, not a duty, but an honor to, to be able to work with young women, um, teach them whatever I know, but they teach me. And um, so, yeah, even though I didn't have a direct, like, oh, she was my mentor yeah. and she helped me kind of move through my career. It's still something that I'm very aware um, that, this is, you know, an opportunity as you are and, and any woman who's at an age where they can um, work with younger women in a way that hopefully will, um, will be useful to yeah. them. Thank you for doing that. And just such an interesting thing you said that your partner just had this vision of women with red nails. It's there is this story out there, you know, and the story comes not from yeah. nowhere, you yeah. know, it, yeah. but we all have responsibility. Great, great advice. I'm glad you didn't have any bad experiences and then you just uh, even trying to make it better there. Um, so I usually ask to, we have a limited amount of time. I know you are also on the schedule, but I usually ask two questions that I usually ask on the beginning and the end, but I want to ask you to, um, on, on the end now, uh, uh, um, is there any, um, childhood experiences? I feel like I love this idea of, uh, kind of reminiscing that really shaped you and, and kind of, um, formed you and maybe inform what you are doing now. I, I, I love that question because I feel like we get to know each other better and also have a, uh, a minute to kind of uh, reflect uh, and share something different about our lives. So is there anything from childhood that is popping up for you that was really important and really uh, 
um, reshaped you. And I noticed that sometimes when I think different days, different things come up, you know, so whatever yeah. comes up for you first. <laughs> it's a very powerful and important question. I don't know. I think, um, I think my childhood, you know, they say like, you know, the law of physics, you know, there's yeah. action that, you know, um, spurs another action. I think my childhood was very insular and really kind of um, uneventful. I mean, you know, we, we, we grew up in a, um, I wouldn't call it suburbia. It was actually more of a rural place and uh -huh. um, not a lot happened. And I think, I guess I would cite my, my first formative experience, I guess, well, there were a lot of formative experiences, but like the one that I would say, like what, what formed me and Lightbeam was getting out of my little bubble, you know? And I really feel like, I mean, Lightbeam is an empathy sparking content company. Mm -hmm. We are here to close the empathy gap this is our mission and you know we're doing so through these little portraits of, of inspiring people but i think if everyone stamped their passport mm -hmm. it would change the world i think if you get out of your bubble if you get out of your hometown if you experience and appreciate and feel the exhilaration of meeting people and appreciating others um it will completely change you like literally I think at the cellular level. Um, and I did that through travel. I did a lot of solo travel. I even mm -hmm. did my last solo trip before I got pregnant because I figured this is it for 18 years. Um, <laughs> but I felt at least, you know, a, a firm commitment to the purpose of empathy in one's life when I was a teacher. Mm -hmm. And my first job out of college was teaching in the inner city. And I was 21 and I was stationed, you know, I use those kind of military terms, but it, um, it was like a Peace Corps, but for the US. And I, and I um, was a teacher in East LA uh -huh. and that idea of empathy really struck me, which is, yes, there were gang members in my classroom. Yes, there was violence, people died there, you know, I had knife fights and shootings and, um, but I found the most beautiful souls and it was such an eye opener. Um, it was an incredibly rewarding job. It was a hard job. And I just felt like I'm forever changed. I'm forever mm -hmm. changed because you see whatever you think you see about these inner city yeah. worlds on TV or, you know, up on the big screen. Um, at the end of the day, there are kids that, you know, I was an English teacher. So the journal entries were just like, you know, you, you think about light beam stories, bringing you to tears. It just, um, and, and being able to be a ray of light. And, and I, I'm not saying I was any kind of, um, you know, change maker in their lives, but it was a, a great privilege to be able to talk to kids and um, learn from them just as much as I was able to teach them about Romeo and Juliet. So mm -hmm. I, I think that I wasn't a child, but I guess 21 is still young. It, it really um, taught me to both appreciate my privilege. Yeah. 
but be very rooted in the obligation to, to be a person that is a person of the world that gives back and that can help in any way. Um, because that's also, you know, an honor. I hate yeah. the word obligation, um, because you get just as much back from giving. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And just one thing that popped for me is like, maybe that's why you went to this big media entertainment world because your childhood was so uneventful, like you said, you know, and you wanted to expand and you wanted something to be happening. <laughs> so maybe that, I that's will tell what... you, there's been a lot of drama in my, in my life. <laughs> ever since. So I've definitely made up for the lack of drama in my childhood. You see, maybe that's yeah. the... That's the inspiration. But I love the story you shared about being a teacher and, and you know, I wouldn't take away from it. Sometimes, you know, with this, uh, with the kids, um, I did some work to, you are just this inspiration and light for, for a moment, you know, a stable person, uh, encouraging a positive person in their life. So, um, so that's amazing. Thank you for sharing it. I love it. Um, okay, so just one more last question. We are always learning from each other. I learn, you know, daily from anybody I meet and but especially from my guests. Um, anything now that, you know, besides your content and Lightbeam TV stories, anything else that inspires you that maybe helps you run the business? You know, a lot of women who are listening here are also entrepreneurs and, and uh, yeah, anything that helps you, inspires you um, daily, uh, helps you run the business, anything you want to share. I always bring up my Evernote map, uh, up, I'm sorry, my second brain. <laughs> I put everything in Evernote for later, save books, podcasts, what I need to do. Uh, is there anything like that for you? Well, I would say Asana is a godsend. I recommend that to anyone <laughs> who is listening to this. But I think that for me, and this has just been, and maybe you were talking about like childhood, but swimming recently has been just a very, um, I don't know, like a primal activity. Like when you are swimming, uh -huh. the noises you hear, it's like, it just is so different. And I, I, I run and I do yoga and this and that. You try to have a healthy lifestyle, obviously, you know, most people do, but um, because of COVID, you know, it, that's been something that I feel like is a safe activity. And it just really is extremely um, restorative because mm -hmm. it, the, the way your brain works when you're just going, you know, straight down a, a lane and, and, um, yeah, I just, like, I, th I think more people should swim, you know, and do laugh it. because it's not a, like the, the last time I swam was when I, I busted my knee and I had nothing else to do and I had to swim, but this time it's much more about, I get in the pool and I just have this Zen moment. Um, and it truly, like, I, I look my, uh, I won't get emotional, but I could. My daughter is two and a half. She was a breech baby, which means that she mm -hmm. was sort of flipped upside down and she's like a little, a little frog. And so when she sleeps, like you wouldn't, she sleeps with her head down and her butt up and feet <laughs> like a frog. Like it's the most insane position. You would look at it and you would laugh. Like, how could you possibly be comfortable? 
but it gives, I'm sure it gives her comfort. It makes her feel like this is what I felt when I was swimming or, or floating in, in my mom. Um, and I think that swimming is this primal thing that like we all, we were all, you know, one time swimming in a womb and anyway, so I will stop there and not get too, you know, hippy dippy about it. But I, yeah, I think it's a really, it's a cool thing. And I think it's been inspiring to me lately. So I will share Oh my that. God, I love it. I never thought of swimming, but it's such a great point that we all like swam in our mother's wounds and it's, it's such a yeah. problem. And then, then the other thing is that comes up for me when you said that, that, you know, our world is so busy now. And so we are bombarded with our eyes, our senses with yeah. so many things. And when you swim, there's just this idea of solitude. Like you're just by yourself. No, no other just senses are just some so calm and nothing else is distracting you. Right. I love There's it. The, 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 even the sounds are like, woo, woo, you know, like that white noise, like a brown wave. noise yeah. that you might hear. It's, yeah, it's like, it's pretty trippy. It's great. And I feel like anyone who, who's swimming with me, they're like elderly. Like, I feel like more young people <laughs> should swim. Forget about whatever. Love you it. Know, um, oh my God. Great yoga. advice. Great tip. I think tip. everyone should go and, you know, swim some laps. Anyway, so that. I love it. I great tip. I like I said, I always get so inspired. Like you really inspired me to swim now, even though I hate it because I was forced when I was a kid. <laughs> Maybe I should give it a second try. You so should. Is anything I'm of course going to link Lightbeam TV for everybody to get inspired and watch the videos and cry a little and put up their serotonin app. But is there anything that come up um, uh, from your company that you want to share or any any events or anything like that? Uh, besides, besides me sharing the link to, to Lightbeam TV? I think lightbeam.tv or find us lightbeam.tv on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. YouTube would be extra special, everyone, because um, we're doing really well on Facebook and Instagram, but um, YouTube is just a harder nut to crack and we would love more um people to subscribe to us and then you get the you get the films you know and they pop up right in your inbox so you're first to see it and yeah just uh getting the word out about what we're trying to put out in the world yeah i definitely will do that and thank you so much thank you for you know everything that you do um like i said there's so many ways to make this world better whichever area we are in and you definitely are guys and you are doing it in the, within the media space and and um, again, thank you so much for all the advice and sharing your story. And um, yeah, I'll share all the information about Lightbeam TV and all the best to you. All the best to you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care.